This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. And hokey homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. A happy Wednesday hump day to all of you. My name is Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. 402-464-5685. Sutter Heyman, text line, Honda, Lincoln Outline. As always, we want to hear from you. You can also check us out on the Sutter Heyman Jewelers video stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Interact with us on all of those platforms Give us a like, give us a share, give us a subscribe. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Strick, what's going on? I'm hanging in back. I'm back. back. I'm back. I am back. You're back and better than ever. Yes, sir. And feeling good about it. Feeling good about it. Well, Strick, as you know, uh, first off. I had to do a little DP. uh, DP conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, that's what you do best. Not BP, DP. BP with DP. BP with DP. We'll be back eventually. Yeah, sure. next, next, what, spring, summer? Summer, summer. That's right. Next summer. Um, Before anything, I want to make sure to give a shout out to Mary Ellen's 27th and Pine Lake. Go ahead and check them out because they got some great food. I they talked to Charles today. Food. I told Charles, I'm coming. What did he say? Charles said, come on, I got you. <laughs> Mary Ellen's food for the soul. Food for the soul. I promise you, they'll hook you up. They'll get you feeling right on a Wednesday. All right, Strick, yeah, as man. we like to do on Wednesdays, we're going to do some NBA buy or sell. Let's buy get or it. sell, one of our favorites. Do NFL on Tuesday, NBA on Wednesday. Uh, so the first one I got for you, I got kind of a wide range of buy or sell questions today, if you haven't noticed, Strick. First one I got for you, the Celtics will win their first championship since 2008, buy or sell. Uh, listen. I'm kind of 50-50 on it, but I know I've got to make a decision. And I really do like the fact that they maintain their whole team. But I'm going to sell because I don't think they get out of the East. I think I actually think the Bucks are going to get out. Ooh. I, 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 once Middleton gets back, what they're doing without Middleton. That is true. I, I'm, I'm just, listen, first of all, I really like what the Celtics are doing. They're taking care of business on the road. They're ten nine and one and at one, home. Nine and one in their last ten. Yes. So I, I I actually like the way that they're getting it done. They're scoring a high clip. I mean, shoot, they're scoring 121 games, uh, 21 points per game. I mean, that means they're getting it done. They're getting buckets. And uh, so I, I'm I'm actually going to sell it because I actually think they don't come out of the East. I think the East is a gauntlet this year. Yeah, the East is pretty good, but the Celtics have been on an absolute tear lately, and that's definitely something uh, to keep it to keep an eye on because the Celtics last year went to the NBA Finals, and they ended up losing to the Warriors, who looked terrible. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, second one I got for you, we're going to stay on the Celtics train strict just because they're the hottest team in the NBA. Uh, Jason Tatum has, has emerged. He is now the second highest odds to win the MVP, slightly below Luka, Luka. Doncic. Mm-hmm. Um, so buy or sell, Jason Tatum wins his first MVP. So right now, because da- Dallas is not really getting it done, they're 500 at 10 and 10 right now. Um, I just don't think Luka can 
fully pull it out unless they get into that top six. I just don't know if they do. I think they've got a chance because of the fact that Portland Trailblazers, uh, Utah Jazz, um, I think the Warriors are going to emerge as yeah. well eventually because I think they're playing a lot better now. Lakers? They're 9-1 at home. No, I don't think I don't I, I still don't have confidence in the Lakers. Um, but because I think the Lakers get into the play in because I just I think with uh Carl Anthony Towns kind of going down for a little bit yeah. with Minnesota, um Thunder over overplaying their hand right now. Spurs are 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 tanking because they want to get into the women Yama sweepstakes. Um, you know, it's going to be a, a, a role between them as well. So I just don't think um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to buy. Really? Right now, Tatum. Look, just think about Tatum right now. He's he's averaging 31 points a game, almost eight rebounds. He's shooting uh, a crazy clip from the free throw, 87 percent from the free throw line, 35 from the three and almost 50 from two. I just like the way he's getting it done. I think he's just got more surrounding weapons that takes a lot more pressure off of him and just allows him to do what he does in space. He's so been high, highly efficient, too. And when I look back at this 2017 draft class, too, I mean, he the, – the fact that the Celtics traded – because remember, they traded back for him because they had the number one overall pick. Uh, the Sixers obviously wanted Markel Fultz, though, went that way. Uh, and Magic Johnson was still running the show for the Lakers, who was really high on Lonzo Ball. He would go number two. Jason Tatum at number three seems like an absolute steal. Absolutely. I mean that in at this the, point since the day he got in the NBA he is he's been balling so it'd be very interesting to see him get his first MVP because that would be before either of those guys even make it to an All Star game so oh, yeah. definitely uh, very interesting with that 2017 draft class all right Strick. Uh, the next one I got for you, we're going to stay in the Eastern Conference. The Brooklyn Nets still struggling, sitting at 11-11, and 6-4 and four in their last 10, so looking a little bit better. Kyrie's back, but their point differential is only .7 plus, so they're less than a point over the entire course of the season thus far. Uh, so by or sell, the Nets' big three, that being Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, or Kevin Durant, they'll be split up at the trade deadline. <sighs> I, I'm gonna buy, and 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 I, I know it's not gonna be Ben Simmons. He's not going anywhere. He is a lifer for this Brooklyn Nets team. There's no one gonna take that. Um, I think I don't think anybody takes Kyrie's salary. I think somebody may take a chance on um, Kevin Durant, but it's gonna depend on what's going to it's gonna require, and they're gonna require a lot. Who has the best? But see the thing about that is no I you know what I'm going to sell I'm going to sell and the reason is I look down the the whole landscape and I don't see where he can go and fit in with someone that's going to want to give up capital and that's going to be in a playoff position to use him to make a run with what he's he brings to the table I I, I just don't see it I think they're going to have to play it out, and hopefully if they can get a run together, they probably won't split. So, yeah, I'm going to say no. And I'm I also – I sell. I, I think the interesting part is I know Kevin Durant would be the most likely piece in yeah. that Nets organization. And then you look at Kyrie Irving had some some of his own side yeah, issues. The off-field, off-court stuff. I mean, wait, you really want to trade for Ben Simmons? No. There's and no, there's no, there's nothing. You, you he have to take on you. that contract. Yeah, you take on the contract, and he brings nothing really to your table. No. 
and I don't think mentally he's really engaged yeah. with the game of basketball. I don't know if really Ben Simmons is is any type of solution to any team. Uh, this one will be fun, Strick, and we can go through some of the, the teams that have surprised you thus far, but I want to preface this that the Pacers before the season had the lowest projected win total at 23.5. If you're listening right now, I pray that you took the over because through 20 games so far, the Indiana Pacers, believe it or not, are 12 and 8, 7 and 3 in their last 10 and statistically the best team in the NBA in the fourth quarter. By ourselves, Indiana Pacers are the biggest surprise so far this season. I'm selling. Ooh, you and, know I don't like to hear that straight. And listen, I, I I do like what they've done in the early parts of this game. I just think they're they're a team that's going to wane. I um I look at their schedule from top to bottom. There's nothing in it right now that shows me that they've been able uh, they've been able to win some games, but it's been heavy with magic, rockets, raptors, uh, heat, um, barely winning some of those games, a split with the nets, um, you know, good. But see, but then who they lose to? Bulls are not very good right now. No. If you look at them, they lost to the Bulls. They lost to the Sixers. They um, only beat the Pistons by nine, and they're one of the worst teams. But they lost to the Spurs and the Wizards. So I, I still think they have some waning mm-hmm. that they're going to fall off. I, I still think it. You know, they haven't hit the strongest parts of their schedule yet, and so you know they're going to have a tough one coming up. Um, barely squeaked by a terrible Los Angeles Lakers team. Good win for them, though, especially on the road. But they've got Sacramento. They're on their West Coast swing right now. So depending on how they come out of this, is it may change my mind. But they've got to go Sacramento, Utah, Portland, Golden State, Minnesota. I, I don't think they come out uh, squeaky clean. Yeah, probably not squeaky clean, but uh, we'll, we'll see because the Pacers certainly are turning a few heads, and and I think they'll certainly hit that over twenty three and a half. That now they've already got twelve. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. There oh yeah. There's no question at that point too. And, and I, I look at that trade you mentioned the Kings. That's probably the most even trade we've had in a while. That the Pacers get Tyrese Halliburton, the Kings get Demontis Sabonis. Seems to be working out for both yeah. sides, uh, yeah. which is always nice to see. All right, Strick. This one is a little bit interesting, and there's a couple of these. This one I'll ask you first because. Because I know that your answer is probably going to be similar to mine in this one. Uh, the Knicks sit at ten and eleven. They're tied. Well, as of right now, they have that ten spot. They're five and five in their last ten. Have a negative point differential. So let me ask you this: Jalen Brunson was overpaid. Buy or sell? Um, I'm I'm buying, but I still think leads the team. In he's producing, right? You know what I mean? But I just I I think They're you could have got him. Though. I think you could have got him for ninety. And you probably, you know, you could have got him for 80, 90. I didn't think you had to go 120 with, with Jalen Brunson. But, you know, you wanted to make him your mainstay. He's he's your guy. Right now he's leading the team. Um, you know, I, 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 his his points to turnover ratio, it's close to 2 to 1. But I, I still think four turnovers is really high for a guy right. that's handling the ball and controlling it as much as he is. I think this is still a bad team, though. I mean – you know, your big three. I mean, kudos to Julius Randle, who's starting to play a little bit better. And, you know, he's an up-and-down guy. He kind of gets around contract times, and he starts playing. A little. He's one of those type of guys to me. Uh, but I just don't know where they go, man. I um, think something that's disappointing is Cam Reddish for me right now. Um, I think the move that they made to get them. You know, you're drafting Obi Toppin. Um, 
I just don't see it, man. I just don't see where they go. But and, and he's going to lead your charge. Where, where do you go from there? I just don't and see the, it. That's the thing is they paid him so much money. Yeah. You can maybe afford one more star if you move some contracts. But with Julius Randle getting paid, R.J. Barrett probably on the way next. Yep. He's averaging uh, 18 and a half so far this season. So the, the Knicks have some answers to – or they have some questions that they need to answer. And it'll be interesting to see where they go from there because uh, they are not a very good team no. right now. They, no. they currently sit at 10-11. I know that doesn't make Rico too happy. Uh, this one will be interesting, Strick, because I know you're a big Luka guy, as am I, but you look at the Mavericks, they're they're really struggling as of late. Oh, yeah. And uh, th- the way that I interpret the situation with the Mavericks is that it's Luka and a bunch of other guys. We saw this happen with LeBron James in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some other examples that, that you can throw into the mix as well, is that these superstars that are playing at an MVP-type level – they want some help. And we look at a player like Giannis. He gets that help with Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see Luka getting that help. So as it currently stands, you'd rather trade him than let him walk. So I'll ask you this. Luka Doncic will be traded within the next two years. Well, they tried to they tried to do it by getting Christian Wood. Um but is really is that really the next yeah, piece? No, like, I mean they they tried to get a, they're, they're tried to get a, a a balanced big man who can do multiple things. Um, I just don't see it working. There's not much shooting right now. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. struggling right now. He's still trying to find himself. Uh, just a bunch of 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 hardworking guys, but just no one that really. But 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 you got to also say this is part of Luca's problem. Luca is heavy. You you look at his percentages. His percentages of ball handling is through the freaking roof for the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, I, if I if I went and go into their advanced analytics, you got to be in seventy percent. You know, I, I haven't really dug into his advanced analytics, but his ball handling in everything that they do hinders them. They are ranked the number one team in slow play, meaning that they they really yeah they they all they they don't have as much transition as they do in just running and getting into setup. So they're they're the worst at that. So I, I just don't think. I I think Luca is the best fit for them, best fit for Dallas. Um, I couldn't see him playing with another super, and I think that's why they're trying to do it the way that they're doing it because he handles the ball so so much, so much. very similar to uh, how Westbrook used to be. You know what I mean? Um, Who but was never able to win a championship. So I, I just don't think they get there. So he may want to be traded. That's the other big thing. He may want to be, but he's going to realize Dallas is the place, best place for them. So I'm going to sell. I just I think it's interesting because right now the second leading scorer Spencer Dinwiddie is averaging 17 a game. Like you said, strict Christian Wood, which I he's still coming off the bench playing that six man role. I just don't really understand if that was the next piece to the puzzle when it comes to Luka Doncic. But that's the other question too: is if Luka's a guy that's demanding the ball as much as he is, who wants to play with him? Exactly. So I'm gonna look at it like this: like unless Luka humbles himself to say. I'm willing to take a, a diminished role. It's not going to happen. And 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 look, please, and I don't think I'm Luka not should. And, and and look, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's Michael Jordan, but think about it. Michael, when he got Scotty, he still allowed Scotty. He went from I'm I've got to do this to I'm going to allow the game to play itself, and I'll take over when I need to take over. Right. Luca's takeover all game takeover. And so until he figures, okay, I'm going to allow others to get involved. I'm going to allow others because when he needs them, they don't show up. 
And that's because he they don't know when stuff is coming. It just kind of comes. He gets in there, he'll throw something, and you're like, oh, shoot, I wasn't expecting right. that. A lot of them are not ready to shoot. And so they don't know when it's coming. They don't know when he's passing. And then all of a sudden he'll he'll fake something and throw something out of it. You're like, oh, I'm, oh I got to get ready. So I think until he gets another person that he really can say, like if it was Kevin Durant or something. Oh, my gosh. You know what I'm saying? Like right. if it was where he knows, okay, if I give this ball to Kevin, I know we getting something. You know, somebody he really respects and, and is willing a, to slow that down. I'll throw a name out here. And what's also interesting to put out about Luka Doncic, he's only 23. So he's, yeah. got, he's got time he's to got figure time. it out. Yeah. Um, I'll throw a name out here that's been floated around trade rumors for a couple years now, Damian Lillard. Oh. Because then, because then that definitely would make Luka, it'd make Luka less ball dominant because you would assume that he would probably move to a, a true three role opposed to basically playing the point forward what he is right now. And, and that's the thing. I just don't think Luca can get off of it. You don't think? I, I think Damian in the tail end of his career may say, I'll go to the corner and just shoot. I, I mean, so it might work mm-hmm. because Damian's getting a little bit older. He may not want to be able to have to handle the ball that much. He might like right. to just go and spot up and shoot. Right. <laughs> so, right? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Cubsker asks you this, Strick. What do you think about Kemba Walker going to Dallas? Now, they've been talking about that. I've been hearing a lot of stuff. I think they're close to closing out that contract. It could be sealed. I hadn't seen today. I'm not sure. I've been running I around. Think it, I think it but might I be. know Mark has been been working on getting that done. I, I still I still think that's that won't work because Kemba is a high-handle uh, volume guy. He's not a great shooter in spot-up situations. He's very good off the dribble. And uh, that's where he excels. Um, unless Luke is going to be willing to get off of it or somebody makes him get off of it, I still don't think that fits. Also, uh, officially, yes, Dallas Mavericks signed Kemba Walker. They did get it done. Yeah. So that, that'll so be we'll interesting, see. too, because Kemba Walker at his prime, sure, signed me up. But Kemba Walker, recent years, pretty inefficient. Yeah. Uh, hasn't looked great. Last one I got for you, uh, Strick. This is pretty interesting, too, because uh, a lot of people were hyping up the heat. They went to the NBA Finals in the bubble situation. Interpret that as you will. But even after the bubble had some type of success, have a pretty loaded roster for the most part. Uh, but now as it currently stands, the heat would not even be in the playing game. The heat are 10 and 11. Uh, again, a negative point differential. They are on a little bit of a winning streak, but they started out awful, awful, 7, seven and 11. Um, the heat by ourselves will sell at the deadline. Will sell the team? As in, they'll sell, trade their players. Oh, they'll sell. Okay. Like, so, instead of being buyers at the deadline, there will be sellers in the sense that they're going to trade Oh, they're going to trade players. Okay. Um, so, I go down their roster, and I, I, I absolutely say they're in trouble. Here's why I say they're in trouble. You, you signed Duncan Robinson, whose salary. That's the one that hurts. That's the one that hurts you. He's he's really not as productive as he was in that in that short stint that he no. had. He's getting seven basically almost seventeen million dollars a year. On top of that, you have Kyle Lowry, an aging Kyle Lowry, thirty six year old Kyle Lowry, heavy Kyle Lowry, injury prone Kyle Lowry at twenty eight yeah. million. You're in trouble there, and no one's taking that salary. Um, I have to check on his years um, because someone may 
throw him in there for an expiring contract. Jimmy Butler at $37 million. The ones that you keep, you're going to have to probably keep Jimmy Butler. 33 now, aging, mid-range guy, not a spot-up guy. He's not going to be a number one for another team. So what value? Because he, he reminds me very much of um, – What's, what's my guy at Chicago? Um, the mid-range king. DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. He reminds me very much of DeMar DeRozan, so I don't think anybody's able to take that. The one you do keep is Bam Adebayo. I think he's got tremendous upside. He's only 25 years old. And then the one you've got yeah, to decide on. 10. Bam Adebayo's no joke. The one you've got to decide on is what you're going to do with Tyler Hero. So I think they gun, they may try to move Tyler Hero, but he's his his stock to me is not as high as it was a year and a half or two years ago. So I I I, I think they're going to try to sell, but I don't think they have a lot of individuals in their in their treasure trove of players to do so. And also, Strick, how about how about this, Udonis Haslam? Two games on the season, averages a point and a half a game and a rebound. He was playing when you were playing. Yeah. That dude he, is still playing. The Heat have a way of keeping players like that. You remember when Jawan Howard was Jawan sitting Howard at the end was of the around bench? there forever. And then they had another Coaching, one. and then now he's in Michigan. Yeah. So they have a, they have a thing uh, of, of doing that, keeping guys like that around that they love. Yeah, so Udonis Haslam still hanging out, and Duncan Robinson getting significantly overpaid. So that's definitely something the Heat are going to have to worry about. we got to take a quick break. We're going to get into Husker hoops next. Uh, Nebraska basketball, get this strict. Five-and-a-half-point favorites over Boston College. Why is that? We're going to get into it next on The Block, 93.7 The Ticket.